Hello and welcome to another edition of the Show Game Podcast with me, Sean Colfer. As promised, yesterday we spoke to some GB players about the cancellation of Worlds this year. And today uh, we've got some reaction from two players from Ireland. I spoke to Aidan Kelly from the Irish mixed team and Emily O'Brien from the Irish women's team about their reaction and what they might be expecting this year in Ireland. So let's get to it. Okay, I'm joined now by two Irish national team players, by Irish mixed player at East London's own, Aidan Kelly. Aidan, how are you? Yeah, nothing well. Thanks, Sean. Um, you finally got me on after months of badgering me, so fair play to you. Yeah, negotiations were extensive, but uh, here you are. And also by uh, Isle of Women's, Ireland Women's Under-24 player, uh, Emily O'Brien. Emily, how are you? Yeah, good, thanks. Thanks for having me. Good, no problem. Thank you both for being here. First question, I suppose. Aidan, I'll start with you. Worlds is off. How do you feel about it? Yeah, um, to be honest, it's it's a bit relieving. It was always in the back of my mind that it was uh, very unlikely to happen, or at least less likely than it had been a year ago, obviously. When it was cancelled the first time last spring, that was quite hard to take because we never would have expected it, the events of last year to happen. Whereas when we had all that already behind us and it was, okay, it might be pushed out next year. You could think, okay, things will probably be better by then, but there was all the stuff in the middle that we had to now reevaluate. So we had players not take spots on the team this time. We um, had financial problems with being asked for extra money. We didn't know when we'd train. We have a lot of players who are, um, expats so they're outside of Ireland so we didn't know if they'd ever have be able to come in without quarantining uh, one of our coaches Connor Hogan he lives in London so we didn't know if he'd ever physically be able to come to training so there was a lot of logistical stuff without us knowing 100% if all the kind of problems we were facing were ever going to actually end up with us playing frisbee at a high level. Emily how about you how do you feel kind of now that we've got some certainty. Yeah, I think having certainty about it is the thing that makes the biggest difference. I've not involved in the running of the team the same way Aiden is, but even as a player, the feeling amongst myself, my teammates was definitely that the uncertainty was the toughest thing to deal with. Like we weren't able to go to the gym, go training with each other and just prepare properly. And some of us had kind of, become sure that it wasn't going to happen some of us were still hopeful so just having clarification on that really did make a difference helped us to kind of settle into the decision as Aidan said it didn't come as much of a surprise it was kind of like a gradual feeling that this just isn't going to happen anymore and whereas you know once the announcement had been made that it was postponed there's hope there with that and it just it seems more likely and it was so much further away but as the time got closer and closer to a decision being made it just yeah it just became clear that it wasn't really feasible and is it a bit different because obviously with the great britain teams and with you know the usa teams and a number of teams all around the world really a lot of teams were kind of uncertain leaning maybe towards going but hadn't made a full decision yet Ireland, one of the few countries, much like New Zealand and Australia, 
the federation had made the decision that the teams aren't going even if the event happens so i suppose the event being called off does that make it i don't know slightly easier to digest emily that it's you know the ifda had already made that decision yeah definitely it was something we discussed as a team um so we were all involved in that and consensus was pretty clear really i think it's the responsible thing to do like i thought about it a lot myself as i'm sure you all did as well couldn't really justify the risk from a team perspective like there's every chance that we could have all gotten COVID at a training weekend and had to pull out or um, someone on the team at the tournament got it. And then what happens at, What happens then? So the uncertainty in that regard, never mind all the training and the cost and access to gyms and stuff like that. So definitely having the consensus made it easier to make that decision. And then I think it was a, it was a good decision from the IFDA to um, kind of put that on the board for for all the for all the other teams yeah i think i have to say the ifda were brilliant throughout the whole process they actually left the decision to the teams themselves ultimately so they gave us a recommendation and that was that you can't train until at least we get to a certain stage with the government regulations so like this is very unlikely to happen so we don't recommend you proceed and go to the tournament unless you're aware that this is going to happen and that you won't have much preparation other than people doing stuff on their own. So while they did recommend that, if, if we were really stubborn and were like, no, we want to go no matter what, they would have uh, given the blessing. Um, so I thought that was great. So they did leave the decision to the leaderships. And it actually, we decided as a mixed team, literally on New Year's Eve, it's quite funny because it just clicked with me that the first time we'd play as a team, if this tournament was to happen, would be the first pull of the first game, which sounds crap. Like that's, that's, that's all well and good to play Frisbee, but if we're trying to play at an elite level, we want to be a professional elite team. So we need to have the preparation to do that. And I think rocking up to windmill and tournaments like that um, with your mates are great, but it's not how a national team should run. And I think it would be a bad way of looking forward in terms of Team Ireland if we were to do that. So I think we definitely made the right decision if the tournament was still going ahead. Uh, I wouldn't go think, oh, crap, what would have been? Uh, I think the three national teams made absolutely the right decision and I think we'll benefit from it next year. One other thing that I think kind of factors into what I wanted to talk to Emily specifically about was I was expecting, as both of you have mentioned, I was expecting the event to be called off. It wasn't necessarily a surprise, but the fact that the under-24s tournament, which was later on, and I know Liam, when I spoke to him, and said it even could be pushed back to 2022, but it's been cancelled. And then the beach tournament, which was in November, has been pushed into 2022 as well. Both of those did surprise me, I have to say. Emily, you were eligible for under-24s this time around, right? What are your, what are your feelings on under-24s? Was it, it's a different thing, I suppose, isn't it? A different team, so. Yeah, it's completely different. It's a nice medium between juniors and seniors, for sure. It's like a completely different atmosphere. It's a really nice level of competition to play at. Uh, I think so anyway. And I suppose it was fortunate in that we hadn't made a team or had trials or anything like that. So didn't have to deal with the, I suppose, losing out on loads of work we've put to get put together for teammates, for ourselves. We didn't have to lose out on that. So it was a little bit easier in that regard. But 
it's really disappointing obviously it's a big deal to have a tournament in your home country and it's really disappointing that you know it can't happen I really would hope that we get the opportunity again in the future but it would have been so nice to to have that especially after such a tough year but I mean this is this is how things go unfortunately kind of once everything else is cancelled I don't see how under 24s could could go ahead so it has to be done yeah that's fair I know there's been a lot of discussion about kind of how how all the decision-making process was was handled. Aiden, any any thoughts on that? Or is that something that you're kind of moving past already? Um, yeah, in terms of under-24s, uh, what I imagined is that Woofduff realised that it was just easier to pull the Band-Aid and just say, right, we'll just clean slate 2021. 24s might happen, but is it worth the effort of having to potentially put these restrictions in? And it's just kind of pushing it down the line, isn't it? It's creating a problem for April instead of January. So even if they could have played, I think it was the right decision to just make a decision early. And it was probably the only one they could make. Um, in terms of maybe stuff could have happened differently over the last eight or nine months, I'm aware it's easy for me to say I've absolutely nothing to do with Woofduff or decision-making. So it's not my burden, but I just, I just think the communication wasn't great in terms of uh, relieving us. Uh, I think they created a lot of anxiety to national teams and the federations by just saying, you'll know when you know, you'll know with this date without giving any clarity between the announcement that it was postponed and last week. And also like we'd lost money from the postponement that kind of left a bit of a sour taste and especially with how that was communicated to us as well. But like I said, I don't envy them for having to put through with that. Like none of us could ever have expected this kind of stuff to happen. Uh, Emily, do you have anything to add? Yeah, no, it's much the same. Like I suppose what you need in times like this is certainty and a plan. And we, well, I certainly had in my head, I think a lot of my teammates had as well, that a decision was going to be made in January. So kind of just, I put it out of my mind until then. And then all of a sudden kind of, December coming up to January there's rumors of oh this is actually up to teams to decide for themselves you know and that wasn't really something I liked it wasn't very clear it was kind of oh it's a team's decision but it's actually woofed off decision but they want different teams opinions and I just found that kind of confusing I think the more responsible thing to do would have just been to make a decision you know outright and obviously we've gotten there in the end but I think it caused a lot of stress to coaching staff and team members um, by kind of I don't know just throwing getting our own opinions into the mixer um, just before a decision was about to be made it wasn't really expected and didn't really like that a whole lot. So yeah the international calendar is cleared now no worlds number 24s no beach in 2021 anyway uh, what do either of you hope kind of we can actually do in 2021 obviously with WCC happening in 2022 currently the plan there's going to have to be some club qualification of some sort so yeah what are you what are you hoping for yeah so like I said already the IFDA have been great and in particular Fiona Myrna who's been the high performance director since uh, the end of 2019 so since the original postponement all the leadership uh, all the members of the leadership uh, for the three Ireland teams have formed almost like a brain trust so we've been having zoom calls back and forth uh, very regularly and we've been doing a lot of um, sharing of ideas 
and like coming up with a plan for 2021, regardless of whether worlds happened or not. So it was um, a backup. So we want, we don't want this to be a wasted year. Uh, I think we've Irish ultimate has dropped the ball a couple of times where we've been in a really good position and we haven't built on it. So we don't want that to be the case now, especially in a year where development is, there are many opportunities to develop playing isn't happening at the moment. So what we're looking to do is have a team Ireland this year, even if there's no tournament at the end, which opens up a lot more potential because it means that we don't have to be as rigid with what we're doing. Like there's no results on the line. The results are developing players and coaches alike so that we're in a strong position for the next cycle so that our women's teams can keep winning gold medals and that our open teams and mixed teams can hopefully uh, upskill as well and that we can take the elite performers that we have and uh, essentially breed more like-minded players. Yeah, it sounds like a really good approach to kind of build on, build on what you have as much as you can. Emily, kind of from your perspective, being part of the, the women's team, do you think it's going to be valuable to share what you've learned in, in that team, in that squad with everybody kind of across all the divisions and, and do this kind of thing in a year where, as Aidan says, there's not too much that everyone can be doing at the moment? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the amount each of us learned from the 2019 European team was just, oh, it's, it's hard to put into words. Certainly for me anyway, I took so much out from it and you can already see in the little bit of last year that we had, you can already see the difference it was made. We've got a new club team in Dublin already and there's loads of school kids coming through there and on the club team and that you can really see the skill developing in them already much earlier than most of us on the team would have started playing and developing skills. So it's it's really, really good to see that that difference so early on. I think definitely with time dedicated specifically to development because we can't do much else with it will just make a huge difference and there'll be the players coming up on under 24s teams and senior teams not too long down the line so really excited to get involved with more stuff like that I think it will yeah make a huge difference cool well either of anything to anything else to add anything else to talk about just in terms of some good things to come out of the pandemic I suppose is that I think it has opened up eyes for a lot of Irish ultimate players that personal development is very important. So because in Ireland, we have a very tight knit community. So everyone plays a lot. Um, And I think that's why we tend to do quite well is that everyone pushes each other. If you're playing Frisbee in Ireland, you're usually playing it to a competitive level to an extent. Just because it's competitive doesn't mean it's elite quite yet. So I think the elite players or the most ambitious players are quite prevalent now because they're the ones that have been out doing work during the pandemic the last two years and I think that's trickling down slowly so we we want more and more of those players so our national teams are filled with elite performers so players that are putting in not just work at trainings but also in their own time so they're going to the gym they're doing um, running outside they're doing throwing so I think that's one of our goals is to breed more of that, create a culture where that's expected of people if we're playing for Ireland. We're doing webinars. A few, uh, one of them has been announced anyway um, for next month where there's going to be 
a lot of professionals in the sports industry in Ireland giving talks about uh, how to be more of an elite performer, both physically and mentally, uh, and with nutrition. So I think that's a really good starting point to educate the players. Um, and hopefully we can build off that going forward and create something that's sustainable. Sounds great. Sounds like a, it sounds very similar to kind of, kind of stuff that um, I know people in Great Britain were really pushing after 2012, kind of that coming off the back of some success, just as Ireland are doing now and trying to really keep that going and keep that momentum going. So it sounds, it sounds like it's a, a really good time to do it when you're, when you know, when you're doing well, that's when you try and keep things going. Yeah. And I think it, it's try to create a bit more cohesion as well, I think, because uh, historically our national teams haven't had much connecting them. So like the open team and the women's team could have two completely contrasting styles. And then on top of that, the under 24s and the seniors could have completely contrasting styles in the same division. So we want a bit more uniformity in how our national teams act without being too rigid that everyone is playing the exact same way so I think that's a really ambitious but exciting prospect for us going forward is how can we maximize some of the great coaches we have, uh, use their brains and an upskill, um, not only the players, but the other um, aspiring coaches. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't think I can recall a Frisbee playing nation doing that. Certainly things like football with the Spanish and the Dutch football teams, that's where they all play the same way all the way through and all the teams play the same kind of way with that same kind of football, but I can't think of an ultimate playing nation that's done a, a similar thing. Emily, do you have anything to add to uh, anything else that, that's um, going on? I was thinking, you know, lockdown obviously has been tough for everyone and something I think that's come out of it is how much we all miss Frisbee and sure Worlds has been cancelled, but I find myself and a lot of my teammates, all we really want to do is just play with each other. So I'm really looking forward to the games we can have at a national level, club level, all Ireland's, I think it's going to be a fantastic all Ireland's when we can have one again, just to be able to see everyone and get back out, see each other, meet the newer players. I think that will be really wonderful to see, especially because we are such a tight knit community. A lot of us know nearly everyone there. So it'll be really good to be able to get back into something, even if it is kind of, a little bit different and a little bit staggered, but I think there's a big, big want for that. So really hopeful that that something like that can happen. Yeah. I think we're, they're quietly confident that there'll be a domestic season in Ireland, even if it's a little bit later than usual, they hope the end of the summer might be feasible because last summer we were actually in a pretty good position in that there weren't many cases in Ireland. So our, uh, our like lockdown tier was quite low, so allowed for team sports. So we had teams training in Ireland and we had pickup with like slightly abridged rules that promoted social distancing when possible, especially on the sideline. So there was some Frisbee last summer, but nothing to a competitive level. So hopefully we can have a bit of the same this year and grow on that. And then we'll be flying come World Clubs next summer. Yeah, fingers crossed. I mean, that sounds... It's good to end on a positive note and it does sound like Emily, I definitely agree. I think it's all over the world as soon as everybody's able to start playing Frisbee again. I know I've, there was a certain little while where I was like, it's okay, it's not too bad. But for the last three or four months, I've really missed playing and I really miss being around people that I'm used to seeing. So I think everywhere when, as soon as we're allowed to start playing again, it's going to be great. And yeah, fingers crossed, Aiden, you are able to get some 
some tournaments in, get some competitive play in and, uh, and build up ahead of WCC. So and guts, obviously, and, guts and, is important. And guts. Yeah, sorry, I can't believe I forgot guts. Good guts. Good guts on <laughs> remembering it. Yeah, thank you both for your time. It's been really good to talk to you. Really interesting. Uh, fingers crossed. Next time I talk to you both, we can talk about some actual Frisbee. Cheers. Thank you. Okay, thank you to Emily and Aidan and everybody else I spoke to yesterday, Josh, Lucy, Josh, and Hannah. Really good to get all those views, and I hope it was interesting to hear what people were thinking about it and what people think might be happening in 2021. So in terms of what happens in 2021, I've got some thinking to do of what we can talk about over the next few weeks, but don't worry, we'll be getting back to you with some hopefully interesting content as soon as we can. So until then, I will speak to you soon.